This week's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash DJForceX. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. This episode of the DJ Force X podcast is proudly sponsored by Fixed. Fixed is a fan and artist-friendly independent record label that specializes in hybrid electronic rock. It's home to the likes of Cell Dweller, Blue Starly, I Will Never Be The Same, Witchy Nicks, The Algorithm, Voicians, Celia Kira, and a whole bunch more. Check out their latest label sampler for just one dollar. At their official store, FixedStore.com. That's F-I-X-T Store.com. Save 10% off your first order by using my coupon code FORCEX. That's F-O-R-C-E-X. They have loads of shirts, hoodies, stickers, posters, and many other accessories for all their artists. And this is available worldwide with fantastic international shipping rates to go with that. So head over to fixstore.com and check them out. And don't forget, use my coupon code FORCEX. Hello and welcome to the DJ Force X podcast episode... 69, dudes! Yes, episode 69. <laughs> I've been waiting a little while to play that little sample I got right there from Bill and Ted. Um, but yes, on this show, I have um, actor, producer, director Manu Intereme. Um, he has been in shows such as Star Trek Voyager. He was in that for a uh, couple of seasons um, as a pilot, uh, Icheb. Uh, he was also in One Tree Hill for a season. Um, he's also uh, the star of the film Benjamin Troubles, which is on Amazon Prime right now. Um, and he's got a whole uh, career so far spanning in many different movies. Um, but he's currently promoting uh, this new project of his called The Circuit. Now, this is a, a series he's trying to get off the ground right now. Um, it's going to be uh, planning to be a 10-episode series, a sci-fi anthology, if you will. So it kind of spans genres and whatnot within the sci-fi realm. Uh, they're currently looking for people to sign up for their emailing list, looking to get about 2,500 people. They're quite close to getting it right now. Um, looking for people to just, um, who are also going to pledge for the show. Um, so they're going to set up a... Um, a kickstarter for it now you can find them on facebook it's facebook.com forward slash the circuit movie uh they're also on twitter at the circuit movie as well um but you can get um hold of manu directly uh it's manu interame one two three on facebook and it's just manu interame on um uh, uh twitter sorry i'm in an ring there um but yes if uh you're looking into that and if you're um in wanting to get into the film industry and tv industry they've um they're looking for people to help with this show uh they're going to select 10 fans interested in tv production um from the people that kind of show interest whether you've got a script or if you've got um anything you want to get into camera work lighting all that kind of good stuff uh check it out the circuitfilm.com is the hub for everything uh, you can get all the sort of artwork there and also a, a more detailed description than I'm giving you right now. Um, but yes, they're looking to set this up. It's a very exciting project set up by Manu. Um, please support it. Um, it's one of those independent things, but it has the potential to be to be huge. So if you're into sci-fi, you're into that kind of 
that that realm if you will um it's definitely something to look out for and definitely something to get involved with so do that now um and talking of getting involved with i'm looking for people to do some uh bits from my show um in as much as getting uh some rating and some reviews on itunes and whatnot so if you enjoy this podcast you like what i'm doing uh you like the interviews that i'm bringing you the people that i'm bringing you please support that go to itunes go to stitcher go to deezer go to wherever you get your podcast from and just leave that review that would help me out it helps the people out who come on the show um and everyone's happy you know <laughs> anyway um enough of that um i'm gonna lead you into this interview now so this is Manu Interreme. Enjoy. I would like to welcome to my show this week, I have an actor, producer, Manu Interreme. How welcome. Welcome. Hello. Yes, Thank hello. You. <laughs> um, how are you today? I'm good. Good. Just um, flustered, man. It's, it's, the, it's the LA craziness that's it's seeping in on me today, but <laughs> I'm just trying to shake it off. Cool. Cool. I hope you sort of relax and enjoy the interview. So we're good. Yeah. So, um, just well, for, you know, go on. It, uh, as, I'm sorry, but as an actor producer in LA, you've always got a million things going on. So I'm like waiting for three phone calls that could all be good news or bad news. And <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll just I'll just kind of zen it all out. Is it for, uh, is it pilot season at the moment or something, or is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, oh, okay. It's pilot season, and I got I went for this out for this pilot that's pretty cool, this CBS show, mm-hmm. and. They wanted me for a different character, but I think he's a lead character. And then they asked for my tape, and so I sent over my tape a few hours ago. And we're just sitting here, like, waiting for the phone call. You know? <laughs> well, if your phone does ring, just answer it, all right? Don't worry about anything in this. So, Yeah. Well. But um, just to start with, uh, if we can get some background on yourself, um, kind of like what you've done, how you started out, things like that. Okay. Um, go for it. Uh, well, I, I was always an actor as far as a theater actor when I was younger. But when I came out to L.A., I was actually doing a play called Marvin's Room that they, they made a movie of with Robert De Niro and mm-hmm. uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. That's a brilliant uh, play about AIDS um, and family and um, struggle and family. And I was doing that play at 200 miles north of L.A. when I was had just graduated high school. <clears throat> And um, a manager was in the crowd, and she just said, hey, what are you doing after after high school? And I said, I think I'm going to go out to L.A. or New York and, um, you know, try to make a go of it mm. and study and et cetera. And she said, well, if you decide on Los Angeles, I'll represent you and I'll I'll get you a good agent. And I really like what what what, what I see. And so I immediately just signed with her and I packed up my bags and I moved out and Within a couple of years there, I, w- I got Star Trek Voyager, mm-hmm. um, and that was sort of a, a catalyst for the first leg of my career. You know, I was running around with uh, the Ben Fosters of the world and the Aaron Pauls and the Colin Hanks and the Shane Wests, and th- that was like my group, you know, my yeah. James Franco. We all d- did this really goofy um, teeny bopper movie called Whatever It Takes. 
uh, by the writer of One Tree Hill. Oh. And I ended up on One Tree Hill 10 years later um, because of him. And then uh, came back, took a break for a few years to play some music. And then came back, and since 30, I've been producing film and um, acting as well. So Cool. Made, made this movie called Benjamin Troubles uh, when I was 30, and we finally finished it and got it out this year. It's uh, free to see on Amazon Prime at the moment. Yes, I actually uh, I watched that movie uh, a couple of days ago. Um, okay. Because I was going through your IMDb page um, and just sort of seeing what, what was available from you, because I, I watch Voyager, as most sort of people in my area did. Uh, being yeah. kind of like that geeky nerdy type thing who enjoyed Star Wars, Star Trek even. <laughs> um, and uh, I saw that Benjamin Troubles was actually on Amazon. So yeah. I sat down and watched it. I really enjoyed it. Um, Thank you. It's a great story. Uh, it's quite... Um, it's quite a fun story, in fact, uh, what takes place. Um, no. I think the concept is really great. I think this sort of the urban fairy tale concept, you don't get to see it very often of like magic in the world except the world's just normal yeah you know yeah um i thought i you know i i was a you know i was behind the movie and i I think we did as the first film as a producer and an actor i think we did a lot of things right and a lot of things wrong but in the end I'm, i'm i'm happy with what we were able to do i mean we did it on such a a low budget that it was really amazing that we that we got the thing finished and and got it out let alone uh you know, got it in some theaters and etc. Yeah, no, I'm 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 a fan of like indie films in general. Uh, I used to work in a, a video store back in England. Uh, it was like one of my first jobs, and I managed to see a lot of films. Um, you know, like sort of the main sort of commercial releases. But after a while, once you sort of get bored with that, you start taking a chance on some of the uh, sort of lesser titles, if you were the ones that aren't so well known. And, uh, yeah, I just sort of formed a love for those indie films that you kind of, you know, that don't get the, um, the big commercial releases, but they still have great storylines, good acting. Um, you know, you can tell they're not on the same budget, but you know, not everything gets the money. So, um, but someone made it, got it out and it's there, you know? Yeah. And the only thing that gets the money these days are, you know, superhero movies for the most part. Pretty much. (laughs) You know, what's really cool about this year uh, is that, you know, you've got all these multi $160 million movies and Moonlight, this brilliant indie film that was made for $4 million, is competing for the Oscar of Best Picture. I think that's just awesome. Yes. Yeah. Were, no. did, were you able to see Moonlight by any chance? I haven't yet. Um, I, I haven't been. I've been working quite a lot recently and just haven't had a chance to go to the cinema. Um because they were running a special at my local one showing all the sort of films that were nominated for like a really good price to go sit down and watch them all but it's one of the films i do want to see um it's gorgeous man it's it's just it's spot on it's just really really human and it it's sort of when you watch it you kind of every single breath of the film is taken you know they take their time the actors take their time and it's a great story Uh, unless you're um yeah, a homophobe. Then I would stay away from the film. But no, otherwise, no. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, it's really it's brilliant, man. You'll, cool. you'll touch your cool. I will look forward to seeing that. Um, there was one other movie I did see in your list, uh, a recent one, The Green Fairy. 
Yeah, um, the Green Fairy was cool. I also did you see Fortress by any chance? No, I didn't. War Two film that's on Amazon Prime right oh, now. Oh, okay, too. I'll have to check that one out. I didn't uh, didn't quite make it down that far. So, so okay. Fortress, did you say? Yeah, it's a World War Two film uh, that that I, the guys that I'm doing this year's project with, and actually I have two projects this year. One is Fifth Passenger. Mm-hmm. Uh, a sci-fi thriller that I think everybody's going to love, man. Cool. We we put our heart and soul behind that thing, and the f- sci-fi fans gave us the first hundred thousand we needed to get that film started. Oh, nice! And we'll be finished in the next couple months, so um, everybody's going to be really. Uh, everybody that put in, of course, is going to be excited to see it. But yeah. I think the rest of the world will too. It, it's looking really good. It's the best thing I've ever made personally. Uh, with a few friends and it's 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 um i'm really excited to get it out there cool i look forward to that i'll keep definitely be keeping an eye out for that um so on to one of your other projects uh that i know you're very passionate about is uh circuit or the circuit yeah the circuit um so tell me a bit about that uh because i know that's kind of coming up you've got a uh like a crowdsourcing event coming up for that um, yeah, we're going to um launch next month we haven't decided on a specific date yet but um it's a project that's gone through a few changes in its development, like all projects do. Mm-hmm. But we've finally decided on a sci-fi anthology television series, a film quality television series. You guys, are you from England? I am, yes. So you guys made a show called Black Mirror. Seen Black Mirror? I have, yes, yes. Okay. So it's basically in the vein of Black Mirror. Will it's ten episodes, ten different directors, uh, you know, young talented directors, and a couple of old talented directors <laughs> from Hollywood will bring you ten stories that are all science fiction, but each story is a different subgenre of science fiction, and they all take place in the same city, a city called Urbiesa, a sprawling fictional city somewhere on Earth. Okay. Um, and so the neat thing about it is it, it's bringing back the anthology series to TV because shows like Black Mirror, The Twilight Zone, Steven Spielberg's Amazing Stories, uh, they're some of my favorite shows. I, I, I love one-off episodes where every episode is a new story with new actors, and um, and that's basically what we're doing, and, and we're trying to fund the pilot episode We've got a, a great amount of crew talent, uh, writers, directors, uh, amazing people working on this. Uh, the people that did the CG for Iron Man and and um, Rogue One and The Wall, at Damon's The Wall. Yeah. Um, and then we have just a, a bunch of great actors, a bunch of Star Trek actors. We've got Star Trek actors from almost every incarnation of Star Trek. Nice. And we have uh, actors from... Game of Thrones, Star Wars, and Farscape, and we've got Doug Jones, who, when we got him, he wasn't a Star Trek actor, but now he is, because he's on the new Discovery, Um, but he played Silver Surfer and was in Hellboy, Um, we've got people from Defiance, and Teen Wolf, and and basically a variety of actors, all from, uh, you know, sci-fi, fantasy, horror, um, superhero genres icon and and young kid stars and we're going to do 10 stories that are just mind-blowing sort of like black mirror except black mirror is 
all dark science fiction. Yeah. And our show will be, a, a you know, we'll do a sci-fi thriller. The next episode will be a sci-fi comedy. The next episode might be a sci-fi romance. Um, but they all take place in the same location uh, somewhere in this city. And, and the shows and the stories will sort of like have spider-like web-like connection to each other, mm-hmm. you know? Like they're not going to – it's not all one story. It's, a, it's an anthology, but the stories will cross paths. They'll bump edges okay. a little bit. And then what we're trying to do also with the circuit is we're trying to sort of – there's so much talent out there in the world um, – people young and old that are making movies themselves and all over the world. And, and we, we sort of want to break down the wall of the catch 22 of coming to Hollywood and trying to get a job in a, um, we're, you know, we're doing this sag after and we're doing it union and it's, it's hard. You can do 10 films in, in uh, Canada or, or England and then come try to get a gig in Los Angeles and not be union and have trouble working when you're a genius artist. And so we're asking the fan base, anybody that's excited about science fiction and, and filmmaking to literally whatever job you want to have on the circuit, if you're interested in it mm-hmm. to submit if you're into wardrobe, if you're into work in wardrobe, if you're into CG, if you're into the d- director of photography, set design, you know, whatever you're into, to come and join us and get paid to work on these things. Um, for every episode that we fund, we're going to bring 10 people from around the planet to come work on the project and, uh, you know, sort of let people get their foot in the door in, in this part of the world. Nice. Yeah. That's, 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 that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I think it's really cool, man. And, and you know, the whole idea is to run this crowdfunder so that so that we can make a brilliant pilot that we can shop around to you know all the streaming services and the cable networks and try to get a whole season of this, and then we'll literally launch the careers of of hundreds of people at the same time we make this brilliant new sci-fi anthology for the world so that's cool. the dream and, and that's what we're trying to pull off so where did the origin of this come from because it's quite a, a large idea in itself um what was the uh initial sort of plan behind it was it always to involve everyone or was there just a an idea that kind of evolved into this well yeah and it was always something that we wanted to involve the fan base in but in the beginning it started out as you know, after I finished Voyager, I went on a, around the world to a lot of different Star Trek and science fiction conventions. Hmm. And behind the scenes at those things were so wild and meeting all the actors from the different shows that, you know, it's kind of every convention you go to, you're like hanging out with Harry Potter. And before she passed, you know, I remember one night I was at a convention. I had like Harry Potter on my left and like, Night Rider on my right and across <laughs> the table was Princess Leia and it was just so surreal, you know? Yeah. Um, and these people were, you know, for the most part, you know, 80% of them really, really cool, uh, enlightened, fun people to hang out with. And I saw so many weird stories behind the scenes that I wanted to do a film that was 10 stories that were science fiction 
and or different genres that happen behind the scenes at conventions. But then it was too similar to Con Man, which came out like a month later as we were in development. And so we had to change what we were doing, and then we had to think, okay, so what else could we do? And so we've taken it away from the convention scene, although in the city of Urbiesa, there is an event every year called Omega Con, <laughs> which is this, the, the, a large science convention. Yeah. So one story or two stories might have something to do with that event. It's also just a way that we can tie our stories together, like you might see in one episode, some characters walking by a billboard that says Omega Con, and you might see it in a different time period. One episode might take place, you know, 10 years later than the first, and you might see the same billboard with it torn down and uh, spray painted on. And, you know, it's just going to be a fun way to leave that option open to have an episode take place at or be involved with the convention. But it's just the backdrop for where all all these stories take place and, and not the centerpiece anymore. Cool. Cool. So, um, you mentioned earlier you played a bit of music. Um, I, I, this podcast that I set up originally was for me to chat to musicians and stuff from my past because my background is music, uh, in right. general. So, what what kind of music are you into? Uh, these days, man, I'm I'm pushing forty, and I <laughs> like anything that's good. You know, yeah. Um, I don't. I, I I tend to listen to a lot of punk rock. I listen to a lot of hip hop. But at the same time, you'll find me listening to, um, you know, Amanda Palmer raking on her piano um, or indie rock or uh, even, you know, classical. Um, I I don't tend to listen to a lot of country. Country is the one music that... I generally don't like. There's there's definitely some great country songs out there, but that's that's the one music I generally don't listen to a lot of. But okay. For the most part, man, anything that rocks, and I always love when people turn me on to something new that that's great. Cool. Uh, doesn't matter the genre. I I just like good music. You know, a little Tom Waits every now and then. You know, whatever. <laughs> nice. <laughs> whatever. Whatever's uh, good. So, what, what um, were you playing when you said you said you were playing music? What was the? I played in a group called uh, Gladly Blamed when I was in high school, mm-hmm. and we opened for. It, it was like the '90s punk scene, the reemergence of the punk scene. Yeah. And um, you know, we opened for the Aquabats and Sublime back in the day, and and no doubt, and uh, a lot of the the. Bands out of San Francisco off the Fat Wreck label were around at that time. No Effects and Rancid and those guys. Nice. Um, but then when I, I went back to, to playing music, like when I was 27, I, I played in a, a band for a little while and messed around with these guys called the Kegels, who are still rocking it. And I were just playing in L.A. a couple of weeks ago, but I, I, I don't play with them anymore, but they're all good friends still. Cool. Yeah. Uh, what kind of music was that? Was that kind of like a, a rock music or was it? Um... The, uh, well, the Kegels were sort of like pop punk and now they're like punk punk. Okay. Yeah. And what did you play? Uh, I would, I was the front man. I sang okay. and I play, I, play lead, I play rhythm guitar just enough to write a song and hand it to my rhythm guitar player and tell him to make it rock. <laughs> 
you know. Cool. cool. I can I can play, but you know I can't play like a professional uh, can can play. So that's all right. You know, punk. Yeah. You don't need to play like a professional. You can kind of as long as you can hit those three chords, you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> but was... man, you know how like you know you know like a really good punk rock rhythm guitarist that you know yeah. we had a really good one in our band. So I would just come up with the with the, with the, the tunes and I'd just hand it to him and he'd make it rip. Cool. Cool. So, um, just uh, back to your acting. What what has been your so far your favorite role in any of the stuff you've done? If you could pick. Wow, that's tough. Um, what's very strange is you know recently I did a role that still sticks with me, and it was just it hasn't been released yet. It was a short film called Instant, made by Roddenberry Entertainment. Um. And I think it's a beautiful little short, and I, I'm hoping that he releases it soon on his website or, or somewhere that he sells it to, because I think people will really like it. Cool. I think to this day, it still has to be Echeb. I've done a lot of work in, in other things, but two years working on Star Trek and getting to work on a spaceship every day <laughs> with, with that particular cast it it was a great time in my life and i i i'll never forget it so i've yet to have a gig you know i worked on one tree hill for a season but and not to say i didn't enjoy that it was a wonderful time but it was it wasn't quite the same as you know getting to work uh, on star trek for those couple of years every time you got beamed up or beamed out you kind of you felt like you were part of history, you know, and you yeah. were. You're, you're part of a franchise that 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 I don't think ever is ever going to die. You know, it's um, fifty plus years and going strong. I think um, there'll be many more incarnations of it down the road. So yeah. it, it was pretty cool just to to be a part of that. And and does that with with obviously being part of something quite as big as Star Trek is. Um, with like you mentioned the 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 con circuit earlier, what what do you get a lot of um, attendance for those things? Because uh, I I go to a few cons here and there. I've been to a few in England. I've been, I've been to a few here in Tampa as well, and they have them. Yeah. I'm always curious about how those how those are for actors like yourself. They're great. I mean, I I, I haven't gone to a whole lot this year because I've been so focused in, on finishing up this film and getting the circuit and off the ground. Mm. Um, but, you know, usually I would, I'd go to six to 10 of them a year and, you know, it's a, a free trip to see people you love and, you know, 16 years off the show or something now. Uh, and, you know, of course, each was reborn and, and the web series renegades and I've gotten to put his, character back on a couple times recently but it's not that it's 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 really neat i've had just really beautiful experiences at science fiction conventions you know 16 years off the show and people still showing you love you know yeah um you can't you can't beat that you know you walk out and and you're you're getting all this love from work that you did 16 years ago and um it you know, there's the cliche thing that's always said, but it's true. You know, life is a cliche, and if you live the the cliche up to it to its fullest, then you surpass the cliche. And, mm. and 
And the truth is, it's a family, man, and and it's fun to hang out with with the family. Cool. And it doesn't matter if you're in England or Scotland or Germany or America or Canada. It doesn't matter where you go. It's the same types of cool people into the same stuff. Mm. Um, and um, you know, we're all trying to do our thing and create our art. And you know, I really enjoy going to conventions. That there's some actors that don't and they pretend that they do <laughs> and uh i don't like those kind of folks but um i'm not one of them i, I enjoy myself there yeah no I've, I've seen the the conventions like kind of evolve from from being that kind of like small niche if you will where you get to see these select actors performers and things like that and now they're these huge um huge like you say family like gatherings uh where obviously the sci-fi genre has become um more i guess more popular is probably the right word um but it's um yeah just seeing it evolve and i was just curious how it was for some of these actors who kind of been there from uh, not strictly from the start but you know seeing that evolution from having um you know like just general like tv actors come in some sort of like b-movie actors things like that that have made some classic films to now you're getting sort of a-listers turn up to a lot of these bigger cons now um, yeah you know what's trip i'd like to talk to somebody like you know when i started going to these things it was they were basically 70 percent of them were strictly star trek conventions mm. and i got to see it change from you know mostly star trek to now it's mostly comic-con and it's mostly like everybody from vampires to werewolves to superheroes to zombies to you know any kind of uh, those types of sci-fi fantasy, superhero, zombie, horror, they, they, it's all become one. And yeah, you've got, you've got A-listers showing up now. Um, and they're not so niche anymore. And, and part of me love, part of me likes that. And then part of me misses the, the smaller shows, but they still exist, yeah. you know? Um, and so it's 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 kind of a trip to go from a show that has like San Diego Comic Con, you know, you've got like a quarter of a million people there, and then you do a convention a month later with like 600 people in a small town, and you get to meet everybody there. And and there's something to be said for these large mega corporate conglomerate conventions that are mad crazy and um, a little sick. Um, but also a lot of fun. Yeah. And then yeah. there's also something to be said for the, for the smaller shows that are, that are really based around community and, and getting your dollars worth and getting to actually meet and spend time with the actors and, and the creators there. And instead of, you know, getting shoved through lines and not getting any personal contact for real. Yeah. Cause that, that was the one thing, one of the first conventions I went to, um, back when I was living in England was, uh, for, a sci-fi show called red dwarf yeah uh i'm not sure if it it did make it over here but i'm not sure how well it did <laughs> um but it no, was it, it's not well known over here but i i know the show yeah and it was it was really good it was like in a it was a hotel as most of the smaller conventions are in the sort of like um banquet halls if you will of the hotel and it was great because you got to meet the cast who were all there um you got to spend a little bit of time with them chatting uh there was probably about two three hundred people in this like uh event 
Um, and then the next thing is like going to one, um, one of the next one I went to was in uh, Birmingham in England. And it was at one of the big kind of conference halls. Um, and it was, uh, it was just huge. It was very kind of like very different because then you had all the different, like I said, all the different um, actors from different shows uh, as well as comic book artists and stuff like that as well. Uh, but then just seeing it coming here to Tampa and then going to the one, the main one here in Tampa, um, how big that one is, it's it's huge. And it was just packed full of people and they had, uh, you know, the guys from The Walking Dead there and, and various voice actors from, you know, some of the big sort of like cartoons of the time and stuff like that. And it's just seeing that evolution, but I really did like the sort of small community part of it. Um, I'm, you know, producing these indie sci-fi things now, and I'm trying to convince conventions to do, like, screenings, you know. I, I went to uh, Comic-Con, and they had a, the the premiere screening of the new Star Trek film was there. Yeah. And it was awesome, and it was outdoor, and it was kick-ass. And, uh, but I'm like, why not screen the, you know, little, like, $1.1 million, $1 million, like, little indie films, too. Mm-hmm. Um, at those kind of events, I think it would be fun to have screenings of of uh, in, indie yeah. films, uh, and, and not just like previews for the mega films, but but actually get to see some some stuff that the the people that are fighting to get to the studio level are making. Yeah, no, I saw. Um, well, I didn't actually get to see it, but the the Tampa Bay Comic Con because they've got a bunch of smaller rooms kind of underneath the main hall. And in some of those, they were showing independent films. Um, unfortunately, the one I wanted to see, I, I missed because I couldn't make the Saturday. But um, yeah, they they have that kind of uh, this, like obviously the main hall, but then they've got these like little halls underneath that kind of host Q and As for the most part. But they also screen um, movies and stuff for people to watch. So, um, cool. it's, it's definitely there. I just don't know, you know how to get into that side of it <laughs> well i i'm i'm mostly just bitching about it i need to make some phone calls uh, yeah but uh, you know <laughs> this fifth passenger film it stars me and um some friends of mine that are also in the circuit tim russ is in it uh marina Sirtis is in it doug jones is in it um armin shimmerman who's just a, a an amazing actor i mean he's gotten the, the props that he deserves but I think he should be a much, I think he should be an A-lister. He's, you know, he's so good. Cool. Um, it's been such a joy to work with him. And <clears throat> I think people are really going to dig Fifth Passenger. And uh, some of the, basically half the team on Fifth Passenger has also come on board the circuit. So um, I just need to start making some phone calls to these guys. <laughs> I'll, I'll probably get some screenings. Cool, cool. We'll do that. Do that. Um, yeah. So I've got a couple of questions left for you, um, just so I wrap things up, uh, and I let you get on with the rest of your day. Um, so uh, I normally ask three top albums to most of the musician people that I speak to. Um, so I might do that with you, or you might. I might go for your three top movies. What do you? What would you prefer to answer? <laughs> wow, they're both so difficult. Those those type of questions are so hard for me because there's so much good stuff out there to choose from. Like if you had to pick three movies, uh, I, I mean, I guess I, how about filmmakers? I can oh, maybe yeah, go for that. Yeah. You got to start with Kubrick. Kubrick is the master of yeah. filmmaking. Um, you, there's nobody that's that brilliant. Um, 
never has been, maybe never will be. I mean, the, the guy made several films. I don't know if it's nine, eleven, whatever it is, but each film that he made was entirely different than the one before it. Mm. And he mastered almost every genre. And you got these guys like Steven Spielberg, who were also phenomenal filmmakers, right? Just the name of his time. Yeah. But Spielberg wasn't quite a Kubrick, you know what I mean? He's just not quite there. Mm. Still a genius. Um, but I'm a big fan of Tarantino, but I really wish that Tarantino, I've, I've, we've seen what he does well. I want him to break his own mold and go do something completely un-Tarantino-like. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I love, you know, when I saw Pulp Fiction, I was 18 and I, I wanted to come out to Hollywood because of it. I was like, if this is what they're making out there, I want to be involved. And, and I, that's partially why I made the move. Um, but then, you know, God, there's Ridley Scott. There's there's all, these young, uh, amazing uh, – and what's her name who makes all those incredible action films. I really love all her stuff. Um, James Cameron's ex-wife. What can I think of her name? Yeah, I know you mean. Um, yeah. Name's escaping me right now. Let me, let me use the uh, trusty database of IMDb. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, I, you know, I, I, I say Ridley Scott cause of aliens. And, uh, I also love all the new, I, I love most of his stuff, whether it's uh, sci-fi or not. Um, the Catherine Bigelow. Yeah, Catherine Bigelow, man. I mean, she yeah. she's taken up a, a thing that is so normally man controlled. Those you know action submarine movies and uh, war movies and and uh, sci fi. She she made that great sci fi film ten years ago with. Um, oh, I can't believe that it's gonna. She made Strange Days. Strange Days, yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to shock uh, you that that was twenty years ago. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> but you know she's still rocking it, and she, did. she made Point Break as well. I didn't know that. Yeah, Point Break's a fantastic movie. I actually did Point Break live and played played uh, Keanu one night. Nice. If you if you ever see Point Break live, if you haven't got a chance to see it, you should. It's fantastic. I'll have to look out for that. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> Yeah, it's a stage production, and they basically they someone plays Catherine Bigelow at the beginning, and she comes out and she says, uh, "Oh, Keanu couldn't make it tonight, so we're going to have to have somebody play his part." Is there anyone out in the audience that wants to, um, you know, maybe play the role? And then they have a Keanu off, and and people raise their hands to play the role, and somebody with a big, uh, you know. So, I've been in this business for 20 years. You think I could come up with the name side so uh, card, basically? Okay. <laughs> with, with your with the lines drawn on it, um, and there's this little girl in a beach bikini that holds up your lines as you do the whole movie, and it, it's really funny and really fun to watch. Nice. But Point Break, man, I love Point Break. I'm a big Keanu Reeves fan, even though like. I think he's a fantastic actor when he does what he should do. Yeah. And when he steps outside of his comfort zone, it's it's hard to watch, but when 
when he when he does what he's supposed to, he's awesome. Yeah, no, he was great in John Wick. Uh, I'm gonna go see John Wick yeah. two, hopefully next week. So, yeah, when he does like I, you know, I really like him in that action in the when he does action or like action fantasy, he's he's awesome. Yeah, um, uh, the, I really liked him in Constantine. That was one of my yeah. favorite comic books. I, I thought that was a great. The Devil and Constantine was so good too. Peter Stormare. Yeah, no, I, I really like that movie. I love the TV series they did with it as well, with uh, Matt Ryan um, playing Constantine. Yeah, that was a bummer that that didn't go longer. No, that's is a real show. Hopefully, they're kind of like bringing him in and out of like the whole CW DC universe they're doing. Um, yeah, but he's kind of in and out of Arrow. I think he does like cameo appearances in that, and I know he was the voice in the justice league dark movie that's just come out as well the animated well I, i'm DC. also jealous of that guy because i wanted that role so bad i didn't get to <laughs> it. Awesome. it's such a great role i mean it constantine's is. a great character yeah. and preacher too if you guys have you guys seen preacher you guys um, get... yeah i mean I'm, I'm in the u.s so we got it here on the amc so um yeah i haven't i haven't watched all the way through it yet um i'm still kind of behind i'm behind on a few shows at the moment so i also love all the stuff amc is doing and i i hope that if next month if we get the pilot when we get the pilot going for the circuit i'd i'd love if amc picked it up because like i said we we want to be black mirror but with a splash of color and and life and and not so dark but i also want to be able to be dark when we when we need to be and uh amc would be one of those people that would let us get away with telling adult stories yes yeah they're one of those uh tv stations that kind of um they're kind of embracing more of the, you know, original content, if you will. Yeah. So, um, whereas a lot of them, unfortunately, like the CW, they kind of have the same vein running a lot through their shows, which is the kind of uh, yeah. teeny, angsty action type thing going on. So, well, that's what I've noticed with their new Angsty shows, action and a lot, of, a lot of pretty people. Yes. Yes. A lot of pretty people. <laughs> what, was yeah. their, what was their tagline a year ago? It was scary as the new sexy or something. So. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, so uh, away from making films um, and music, what are your hobbies? What do you do to kind of escape? Is there anything that you can. I hike. I, I go camping. I love nature. I love hiking. I love uh, mountains and streams. Um, anything to get out of the uh, the hubbub of the uh, sort of propaganda, uh, American propaganda world. Um, It's nice to just uh, take a break every couple months and and realize that there's more to life than uh, Fox News and everything else that's going (laughs) on in this creepy country. Yes. Um, (laughs) As then, a visitor here, who <laughs> is it's very yeah. strange. It's uh well, I'm, I'm saying a visit. Well, I am a visitor. I've got a green card, but I'm here. Um, but so. so, literally speaking of science fiction, it's like we're living in a science fiction story right now. You know, it's, I, it's like an episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> it is. You know, it really is. It's like who wrote this? We mu- we must be holograms. This mm-hmm. couldn't be real. Um, <laughs> That we have a reality TV star that's completely insane as the president of our country. That's freaking. That's a science fiction story if I've ever heard it. Yeah. Um, probably placed there by aliens, for all we know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> or the Russians, I think. So. <laughs> yeah. 
um, uh, I like to paint. Uh, um, cool. I've been big on painting for, since I turned 30. Uh, I got into painting. Um, and I read, I read quite a bit. You know, uh, I love to read screenplays, love to write screenplays. Um, I guess that goes along with making movies, but I also love just reading novels and, and good writing. Cool. Cool. Well, finally, um, we've already kind of touched on it, but we'll go there again. Where can people reach out to you? Uh, where's the best place to get in contact with you? And uh, also find out about, obviously, the circuitfilm.com. Find out about your next project. Yeah. Um, uh, everybody, definitely, uh, I'm easy to, to find on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Monuente Reme. On Facebook, it's at Monuente Reme123, but I'm at Monuente Reme on Twitter and Instagram and all the other social medias. And uh, you can also reach, if you're interested in the circuit and becoming a part of the film, you can reach out to me. I'm the executive producer directly at monuentereme at thecircuitfilm.com. You can also uh, hit us at The Circuit Movie on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at The Circuit Movie. Um, and The Circuit Movie and The Circuit Film are now a sci-fi anthology TV show. So don't get cool. confused cool. by that, but th those are our... That's where you find us. And um, we're trying to collect 2,500 email addresses of fans that are interested in pledging for the first week. And we're we're sneaking up on 1,500. So if you're interested in helping us out, the minimum pledge is a buck. Even if you'll, even if you'll promise to pledge a buck, a buck, we'd love to have your email address and so we can hit everybody with a reminder when we launch the campaign. Um, and we're going to launch when we get 2,500 so that we can guarantee that we will be able to shoot an incredible pilot and bring 10 people on and uh, do this like we want to do it. Cool. Cool. Well, Manu, thank you very much uh, for your time. Uh, it's been a pleasure interviewing you. You're my, the first actor, working actor, right, huh? that I have interviewed. So thank you for that. <laughs> well, thanks, um, for, thanks for having me, man. And cro cross your fingers for me on this new pilot. Maybe uh, next time I talk to you, we'll be on something new. Yes. Yeah, no, definitely. I'll be definitely keeping my eye on it. And uh, yeah, I'll stay in contact as well. Sounds like a really exciting uh, pro project to be part of. So. Well, um, thanks for letting me chat about it man yeah thanks, no guys. worries man you have a good one alright later brother